Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Overnight Success Podcast, brought to you by Maria Hatsi Stefanis. Maria is the founder of Rodial and Nippin Fab, best-selling author, and on a mission to help you achieve your dreams. Maria's highly anticipated third book, How to Live Your Best Life, is now available on Amazon. Hey guys, I am in New York in my suite at the Crosby Hotel and I am almost in bed with Luke Henderson, celebrity makeup artist to the Bravo TV show Housewives of New York. We're going to have a catch up and a gossip about all things beauty and reality TV. Well, Luke, welcome to the Overnight Success Thank Podcast. You. Where do we start, Maria? <laughs> Where do we start? We are in the fanciest hotel suite. I mean, I'm, I feel so comfy. There was a candle on of lavender when I arrived. I nearly got into bed. Let me tell you that. I'm just waiting for the slippers and the robe to arrive, and I'm in that bed. We can call room service. Call we can them. get that organized get them. for you. Is there a button by the side of the bed we can press for champagne as well, Maria? <laughs> let's do it. Amazing. All right, so let's go to the serious stuff now. Let's do it. Let's do it. How did you get into reality TV? So I really stumbled into reality TV by chance. So you know Caroline Stanbury, I'm sure, from London. Um, Caroline was approached to do a TV show, at very hesitant at first. And when Caroline agreed to do the TV show, it was called Ladies of London. And I naturally said to her, because I was doing her makeup and hair at the time, um, and I had been for like a couple of years before, who will be doing your hair and makeup for the TV show? And she said, to be honest, I, I've not really thought about it. So Caroline has always known me for doing hair and makeup before years before i'd been in kind of tv and musical theater in london um in the west end so anyway fast forward caroline said to me one day hey uh they're filming me she played it down maybe she didn't know but she was very good at playing it down uh they're filming me tomorrow they'd really loved me to be filmed doing my hair and makeup um and you can be on camera with me and i said okay sure so Caroline had only known me for, when I say only, had known me for doing hair and makeup. Mm -hmm. And Caroline then saw me get rigged up to the kind of microphone, go on camera. And for me, that's all I'd known from the age of like 10 through to the age of 26, 27, because that's what I'd done as work and as a profession. So it really felt natural for me. And, and it's, I find it very easy to just block out that there's a camera there or recording. Mm -hmm. it, it really doesn't um, bother me at all. So we sat down and I started asking Caroline questions. It was one of the first scenes she filmed. There was a camera on me, a camera on her. And when you start filming a TV show, the first couple of days, there's always a lot of people there, especially 
especially if it's a TV show where they're pumped a lot of money in. So the production company will be there, the heads of it. They'll fly them over. So there's, you know, you're really like really on show to see if you're going to deliver on camera. So I started asking her questions that day. She was going to, the, I think it was either the races or the polo. So I thought about what would the audience, what those questions on reality TV, what would the audience want to know, especially because it was for a TV audience in America and the polo is like quite a British thing. Um, Caroline's very aristocratic and comes from that whole scene and it's different in England. Um, and I thought they'll, the American audience would want to know, you know, how do you get into the royal enclosure? And started to ask all these questions. And of course, Caroline fires back with, you will never be able to get into the royal enclosure. Basically saying I'm too common to ever okay. even enter it. So anyway, all these kind of one-liners rolled off her tongue and vice versa. And then I don't know, the, the tape went back to LA and within a few days, Caroline said, they want to write you into the show. And that was really Amazing. how it happened. So I Amazing. did Ladies of London for three seasons. Um, then I came to America. Um, and, the, and the reality TV world with Bravo, Bravo is like a real family uh, kind of uh, concept and has a feeling to it. So once you've worked on one show, you might bump into someone at the Bravo head office or if you come and do watch what happens live here, which is another show over here in America, um, which a lot of the reality stars go on because uh, the, the guy who hosts it is actually the producer of the Andy, Real Housewives, yeah. Andy Cohen. Yeah. So um, you start to get to know them. And then, of course, because of doing hair and makeup, a lot of people in America, hair and makeup wise, either do hair or they do makeup. So they don't normally mm -hmm. go from one to the other. So that was really how I came across Dorinda from Housewives of New York. Okay. And um, we met for lunch one day. After eating, we went to Bergdorf's to try and close. She was mm. buying some bits. And I don't know, we just really clicked. Dorinda lived in London for 10 yeah. or 12 years. So she really understood what British society was about. She understood our TV show because it was about, um, you know, aristocratic kind of women, mm. women who had moved from America with money as such. And they were trying to break into that high society. and. Dorinda had, had lived in Chelsea and lived in an amazing area. So she really understood what our show and the kind of concept. And I don't know, we just clicked mm. and we bounced off each other. So it went from there, really. And that's, and that that's was it in a roundabout kind of way. And that's what brought me across. And now you've been living in New York for how many years? So I've, I've been here full time for two years. Two um, years. I have another year left and then I can either, you know, go for another visa or I could decide okay. on a green card. It's, it's, it's different over here. Yeah. With regard to the makeup and the hair business, it's changed, I think, in London and in New York. When I started doing hair and makeup over 10 years ago in England, and it was more than that, maybe it was more like 12, um, 12 years ago, there really was no blowout bars. There was no, there were no apps. You could order someone to come around for hair and makeup. Mm -hmm. So it really was, if there was someone who was lucky enough or affluent or from a background of, you know, money, they didn't, the only place that they could go is to a department store. So in England, they'd go to, I don't know, Selfridges or Harrods, mm. or they could go to get their hair blown out down the King's Road. Or if you're in New York, you know, there's Macy's Bloomies. But that type of woman doesn't want to sit in the middle of a shop. But that was really the only option. Mm. The other option would be to call out someone like myself to come to their house, which was why 10 years ago, because there were no apps, there was no Instagram, there was no YouTube to mm. teach yourself how to do, you know, a wingy eyeliner or to how to, you know, apply a lip liner and a lipstick um, in the correct manner. 
So there really was no choice but to call someone like me. So you, it meant you could put, being truthful, you could really put a premium on what you were offering as your service because mm. they were beholden to you. There was no one else to use. And of course, that business has changed over the years because now you've got YouTube, you've got Instagram. People have started to teach themselves. There's influencers, which are amazing, that show mm. people how to, anything from putting a lash on to how to match a foundation. So. It's a lot more self-taught now. Yeah, it's a, it's a different industry. And um, you're right, there's a lot of apps these days. And I know you, you talk about mm -hmm. those apps when, whenever I hear you speaking. You know, you're, they're your nemesis. Yeah. I just shut yeah. them all down so, <laughs> so Luke can get some more business. So going back to working with Dorinda. So you've been working with her for a couple of years. And yeah. I don't know how many of our listeners would know the show, but Dorinda is one of the housewives of, of New York. And she's been there for quite a few seasons. I have seen you in the show um, and, and some of the episodes yourselves. Mm -hmm. And I have seen Dorinda's looks. So how is it being on the set of the housewives here so what you have to remember when the strange thing with reality TV now and this can go anything from uh, and this is again has been in the last three probably three to five years reality TV is such a huge thing now when you go on set now it used to be that either the actress well or the reality TV star was the star mm. but now the people that are doing their hair and makeup are equally as famous because of their followers. I don't have a huge amount and I wish I was better at posting on social media. So I apologize for anyone that's following me and I don't post all the time. I do the odd story. I mean, I can barely send a text and send an email, let alone um, be posting a crazy stories. But uh, now when you go onto set of like a reality show and it, it, I really noticed it a year ago um, when we did one of the reunions for Housewives you get there and besides those six main cast members being famous, the hair and makeup are just as famous. I can in imagine. Fact, in fact, yeah. some of them have more followers than the reality stars themselves. So, you know, when I did... So you're treated like a celebrity, that's well, what they you're don't, saying. Well, they don't you know? really. And I think you really, you have to know your place. Mm. You are on the payroll, you are staff. They're the star of the show. You need to know when to speak, when not to speak because they are the star and they want to make sure that you know that you're working for them and not the other way around. And also it's hard for some of them. I know when I did the reunion the year before, you've got someone like Christopher Buckle who was on set. You know, he's huge. Who was he, he doing makeup for? He was doing he, Bethany. Um, so he does Mariah, oh, he's he does done Christina. Mariah, yeah. He's like an... What was he doing in New York doing Bethany? So he was... Is he's, he based he's, in Vegas or LA? Uh, he's in LA. He's based here. Yeah. But he's in LA and in Vegas. So to be working alongside someone like him, who I would say is like an iconic up there makeup artist, it was really kind of breathtaking to mm. see that he's there the reality stars are there. It's just, it's, it's fun to look at and to watch. Mm. Um, it's fun to see how the, the reality stars treat their makeup artists. You become very close to them and they definitely become very territorial about who does them and um, they don't always like sharing. Um, and I was gonna ask you, do you ever see reality TV stars stealing each other's glam teams? Has this ever happened? 
it actually happened. <laughs> it has happened. I know other people, it, some people don't really care. I mean, if I was having my makeup done by someone, I wouldn't care if they were doing someone else, yeah. as long as I know that I would be priority. Mm. So if I want mine done at six, I don't want them turning up late or suddenly switching my time just because someone else. But not all stars or reality stars, or in general, people don't always think like that. They barely think about themselves. The reality stars don't always want to share. It happened to me recently where another reality star's PA had contacted me. And I think sometimes if it's done in the correct way, if that reality star speaks to the reality, other reality star who you're doing to and your says, client, to your hey, client, look, yeah. I'm kind of in a pickle at the moment or I need someone to do my hair and makeup. There's a way and a mm. politeness and kind yeah. of a business-like manner because generally that person will say, it's sure, I don't mind you using my person. I mean, look, at the end of the day, every makeup artist is freelance. They can do what they want, who they want, when they want. So really, they yeah, shouldn't it, have to, but there's that respect. Yeah, that respect, um, yeah. And there's also makeup artists. I was told a, a couple of months ago when I was on set, oh, by the way, that makeup artist gave their business card to your client the other day. Mm -hmm. So it kind of works both mm. ways. Everyone's out for themselves. Yeah, you yeah, just... Because you may be, and I'm not saying this is your situation, <laughs> but you may be part of a show and there is a, a bigger star. Exactly. And, and or someone you know who's looking gorgeous and you're thinking I should be doing this person yeah, or, rather than the other person like it I'm sure it crosses the mind of a lot of glam teams exactly and it can be that that celebrity or that person can see someone and be like oh I like their hair and makeup mm. and before you know it around the houses they've kind of contacted you or their PA will reach out or you'll get a DM so it's really mm. you just have to really know how to play it on their side and on your side, because you could really be messing with fire if you try and take <laughs> two of them on and one of them doesn't know about it. So you just have to really think about. Yeah, well, what's interesting is, um, and I have to admit that I had to brush on my housewives before you arrived because mm -hmm. I don't watch the show that often. I may binge watch it, you know, once every six months and watch all the episodes, but a few will fast forward right, the right. drama scenes. Yeah. But the, my, um, question is there's so many dramas happening and over the seasons we've never seen really a drama um, about the glam teams and I'm sure this happens but I'm this is not played on you might hear a little bit coming up this season in Housewives of New York I don't know whether okay. it will make it okay. and I know last season there was one person who when out on each season of these kind of reality shows they generally do a cast trip away so it could yeah. be they're all based in i don't know whatever country they are and they go on the cast trip to bermuda or they go to dubai and if that reality star decides to take their glam squad with them yeah then that's they're paying out for it themselves but really so they, they are. the reality paying, star the reality for, star for the will have team. to okay. pay for their flight and pay for their hair and makeup based on whatever their daily rate is. Right. Okay. So you have to think sometimes there could be six people in the cast. One woman has said, I, I want hair and makeup. So that's up to her if she's decided out of her own money to pay for it. But what that then does mm. is that can annoy the other women because one woman okay. can be looking off the chart amazing and the other women are scrambling around to do their own. Yeah. So it can really ruffle feathers. Mm. And I know last season, okay, I mean, I'll say it anyway, last season when Tinsley took her glam squad mm. with her to Cartagena, 
there was definitely feathers ruffled within the <laughs> in the clan, <laughs> shall we say? Crazy. And I that think was that crazy. really comes down to. I actually do. I think it's a jealousy. Yeah. Um, no one would ever admit it. No one would ever say. They'll say, "Oh, it's ridiculous. She's having hair and makeup to come to breakfast." Well, you know what? As a guy. I'd want hair and makeup from going to breakfast. And if that show's going out to four million people a week, I don't want to look like I've been dragged along gravel or look <laughs> like I've just slept for 12 hours, woke up with a hangover, my hair's like, you know, sideshow Bob from The Simpsons, and then I've just rocked up. Of course I want to make sure my skin looks good. So why not if you can afford it? Erica Jane does it on Eric, Beverly yeah. Hills. I was going to say there was this episode that I watched and they were all in Dubai. Yes. And that's... she flew not only the hair and makeup, but the stylist was there. Absolutely. And Erica Jane shows up with all those caftans, elaborate um, hair extension and and, oh, yes. and, and as if she was going to take the Vegas scene somewhere. <laughs> exactly. You know what? She does it. Kim Kardashian does it. Uh, I mean, why not? If you yeah. can afford to do it, yeah. and if you're savvy enough to do it, look, there's some people that say, oh, I'm not bothered about it. But I always say, with regard to reality TV, mm. you have your tongue, because there's no talent. I've said <laughs> it before. There's no discipline. There's no talent of, a, of, of an actress, a model, blah, 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 of, or, or any kind of training. You have your tongue, and that's your tool, and how you look. So if your hair and makeup looks amazing, you have to be businesslike about it because that can get you other work after the mm. show. It can get you beauty deals. So like Erica Jane did something with Beauty Blender. Right. She's okay. got this shoe line with um, another company. You know, why not? She's always very polished. Exactly. She's, She's polished. Beautiful. And yeah. um, if I was doing mm. a show, I'd want it as well. Yeah. I wouldn't want to look like Frankenstein's kind of, you know relative yeah no for sure now i have a, another question for you um there's a lot of drama and, and that's probably one of the reasons i can't really watch it because i run a business and i want my team to exist in peace mm -hmm. and um what i do all, all day is sort out dramas and make sure we don't have dramas so i cannot on my free time be watching other people's okay. dramas <laughs> okay. so are these women that dramatic in their regular lives or is this mostly a forced situation so people are interested in the drama and they go and watch it because there's just and I remember the first few seasons there wasn't that much drama but as the seasons go on it's about 80% drama and 20% yeah, totally. regular action what what is going so on so i think i think most of them in their everyday life they if we're talking percent wise i'm sure they have 50% drama going on Okay. When I'm around, so, that, so they're, they're of, natural with the, the drama. They're, they're, yeah, they're pretty dram dramatic. Okay. Most of them. Mm. Um, look, I've been lucky with Caroline and Dorinda. They're pretty down to earth. But I see the other women, and on this show, on other shows, and when I've worked on other reunions, and I think they're at a fifty percent. Mm. But I think the reason that so many people tune in and they want the drama is one. I think it excites them. But I think it also makes you feel about your own dramas going on, mm -hmm. that yours are not quite as bad as what theirs that are. That is true, actually. So yeah. I, I, I don't watch it as much probably as what I used to because of working in it. But I think people love it and it makes you think, maybe my life's not quite so crazy and manic <laughs> after all as what she is when she's flipping uh, a table or, yeah, you know, crazy. screaming at someone because she didn't turn up at the baby shower or whatever, it, you know, the scenario is. Crazy but, um, stuff. No, I think... 
they've all got to have a little bit of like poco loco in them somewhere yeah. to uh have to have to be to, on that yeah. show and also you know you have to think of it this way these women are being paid to do a job if you're watching it no one wants to sit and watch paint dry so you've got to bring something to the mm -hmm. table so if you don't if you're just a yes person and no person, you see those people last one season on the show because it's boring to watch. Yeah, that's true. Like if you don't have a lot of other activities to discuss and showcase, yeah. you, you need your and drama. Sometimes, yeah. some, sometimes on the reality shows, on, on, on across the board of all of them, they want to be on it and they want to be the drama. But they don't always want the drama to be about them or they don't want to, they don't want the TV crew and company to kind of really know the drama of what's really going on. Mm. So what these reality stars do is they kind of start to kind of produce their own stories, but the audience sees through it. Mm. They see through it when people lie about things. There's always that saying, mm. they can't edit anything you didn't say or do. So that you always, yeah. you know, you, you, when women watch it back and go, oh, I can't believe the way I was edited this season. It's like, that, that was you. But you've said that. That was you, you said yeah. it. They, yeah. they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, it's not like a cartoon where Crazy. they're, or, or drawings or, mm. or, or actors. That was you, you said it. Mm. So you might regret saying it. And then you'll see these people on some of the shows denying, denying, denying they ever said it. Yet there's like 15 <laughs> seconds of them saying, she was a liar. I can't believe she said that about me. She's going to hell. And then the next episode, this person will be like, I would never have said she's going to hell. And it's like, well, we saw it's it on camera. Are you, are you mental? So let's just move to makeup now. Um, yes, this what, is the juicy the, bit. Yeah, let's do the juicy bit. So when you do Dorinda's makeup, yeah. do you follow a certain look that you think suits her? Do you get direction from her or do you get direction from the show? So um, with regard to her daily makeup, Dorinda doesn't like always to have her makeup done in the day. If she's okay. doing a walk in the park, she's very, she's good. And obviously, yeah, in a way it probably loses me work saying it, but she feels that she's doing a reality show and she wants to be real. Okay. She said, I don't wake up with lashes on. I don't wake up and suddenly put a full face of makeup on and a smoky eye. There's other characters that I know on the show do it and there's other reality shows that do it as well on camera. So she tends to more do makeup for bigger events okay. and she's pretty good at putting her outfits together and she's very open-minded for you to say, hey, what about this lip? What about that? She's not someone that sits with a mirror and analyzes every movement. Once you've done someone for a while, the Caroline got the same as well. You start to find that kind of style that suits mm. them. And Dorinda's definitely this season, like she's suiting those like caramelly, the, that kind of, you know how Kris Jenner has always mm. that lovely kind mm. of nudie lip, that bronzy caramelly. Yeah. And Dorinda's got these amazing blue eyes. So as soon as you put anything bronzy, caramelly, brownie, bronze goddessy around it, it makes everything pop. And she's got blonde hair as well. Hmm. So, you know, has she tried the bright lips and the pinky cheeks? But you, I, I really feel that she's better with the more muted tones. Mm. And if I'm honest, I really think anyone after the age of probably 50 suits those type of tones more, mm. the more natural, the peachy, nudie pinks, the dusky pinks. So, and I was going to ask you, this brings us to our next question. So for someone in their 40s, 50s plus, do you suggest they go with a natural look when it comes to makeup? 
What are some of the tips that would give for older women when they do their makeup? So I think makeup is so bespoke and it's so custom and individual to each person. What one person wants or suits a smoky eye, the next woman suits just dewy skin, a lip and, you know, maybe a gloss and, and she's good. I just think it's very personal. It's like when we go and buy a perfume. You either like it and everyone knows what they like with a perfume. Someone wants musky, someone wants floral. Mm -hmm. If someone's worn, I don't know, Estee Lauder Beautiful for 20 years and they know that that's their signature, then that's what they wear. With makeup, sometimes women, I would say, once we get to that 45, 50, maybe even 40, we can get stuck in a rut. It's like we want the same, they'll go the same hairdresser, you use the same colours and as we get older, any of us, men included, I always think women with hair and with makeup, you just need to soften it up a bit. It's always so move worth, away from black liner, maybe and do more I do, brown. I always, and, I always think yeah. for daytime, like move away from the harsh, the black mascaras, the black eyeliners, the heavy those darker colors, like think of something one or two, three shades lighter than mm. your evening look. Going back to basics, foundation, go for a more dewier foundation. That tends to give you more life. You don't want to be wearing, if you put something like a, a, a full coverage, I don't know, let's just say for example, an Estee Lauder, double wear, full coverage all over your face, that's really gonna age you before you've began. And I see a lot of the, even, I know we're talking about makeup for anyone who's kind of 40, 50 plus. I see a lot of the YouTubers and the influencers. Everything's full coverage. Hmm. And it really doesn't, I don't know if you've seen that These as well. These are young girls though. You they're know, young they're, girls. They're, they're 18, 20. And they don't need it. They don't need it. And it's layers and layers, three, four, five layers. And maybe it it, it looks good for, for someone who's young and wants to take a selfie and wants to, to give like this perfect look for the pictures. But uh, you know, the question is, how does that translate for an older woman? So, so I, th I just think for an older woman, you want to you wanna look fresh. I always just think, most women, when you're doing their makeup, especially for daytime, they want to look like a better version of themselves. Mm. They want to look fresh. They want that youthful glow. So go for something more sheer. A go sheer, for a tinted sheer, sheer tinted moisturizer. Look, you can pick them up at most drugstores. If you want to go lower end, you're going to go higher end. Once you're 40 a plus, concealer. a you concealer, go concealer. for something that's like a, a moisturizing concealer because then it won't sit in the cracks so much. Yeah. There's a few brands that do the pot ones that some people are fans of. I always think good foundation, don't go too light in your foundation. When when we get past the age of 45, 50, we start to lose the pink pinky tone. Mm. So, you know, I, I always think to like have a, a foundation that's maybe one or two tones, just a little bit dark. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. darker than your skin color. A concealer going the opposite way, I'd go one or two tones lighter than your skin color. Okay. And once that's buffed in, and then w with regard to blusher, some people like the cream blushers. I personally have always preferred powder to tap the brush on the yeah. back of your hand once you've dipped the um, makeup brush in the powder. But go for those nudie, what, uh, peachy and pinky tones. Mm. If you stick with those natural light ones, it will make you look younger. Mm. Um, and if you've got the browns, think about making it more smudgy rather than harsh lines. Unless you're going for like a winged out liner where of course you want that strong feline looking flick. Make sure everything's going upwards. And when I say going upwards, I mean as in if you're putting your blusher on, put it on the top kind of top of the apple of the mm. cheek area. If you're doing eyeshadow, make sure your eyes aren't being dragged down. If you're a lady who then wants to put a, a set of lashes on, make sure the lashes on the outside, make sure they're not pulling your eyes down. Mm. Um, like myself and you know some of my clients, Caroline included, we've got quite a European eye. Mine particularly, and you can look on my Instagram, I'm quite hooded in my eye area. So you, when you're putting a lash on, think about lashes that are a little bit more wispy and that aren't really long and dense on the ends because what's that, what that'll do is drag your face down. So when, okay. you know, just a little tip with the lashes, when you put the lashes, before you put them on, just measure them and maybe you need to trim them just like, you know, a couple of millimeters or mm -hmm. a, a centimeter. 
and yeah and like i say keep it lifted up but don't powder all over as well that's another mm. tip if you if you're not a fan of being and i know i've talked about sheer foundation you've gone for more of a a matte foundation try and not powder all over try and do keep under the eye area and across the top of the cheekbones even if you don't put a highlighter on mm -hmm. try and not powder that area because then it will stay more moisturized and as the day goes on the rest of the face it'll be more balanced mm. if you're one of those women that puts powder all over your nose under your eyes you then have that real old lady look which you're kind of adding age mm. um, but generally i think you know you can really do your face in five products foundation concealer blusher mascara and a lipstick or a lip gloss i really think that's, that's enough yeah you don't need a lot you, you don't just really need, need a lot not overdo it and as you say use soft colors um, i think the brows are also very important brows you know for people who over plaque them like myself i just have to um help to them and add to help them. them enhance them draw them and i i do think that the a drawn out brow can um take off 10 years of there's so age. many amazing products as well with the brows now mm. where there's like little felt tips they look like with little uh, like there'll be four or five of them and you just draw little strokes and it really looks naturally like brows that you're mm. uh, lines that you're drawing on the brows and your hair shape your face so you really have to think about you know your brows and hair as, a, as starting off as a blank canvas for that to be the beginning because if you've got a round face and then you've gone for a bobbed hair then you're making making your face look bigger than it is anyway <laughs> so really you know think yeah. about that and you can google what hairstyle shoot suit certain face shapes and eyebrows now you you want to make sure that you're going a tone or two lighter than your hair color if you go too dark you'll end up just looking like an angry bird so <laughs> Always start in the center, mm. um, above the nose and the center of the eyes. Think about a lighter color and then towards the end of the eyebrow being more defined. Mm. That's a good, yeah. That's There's really a good saying advice. as well, mm. your makeup is only as good as the light you do it in. That is one of my top tips. Mm. Do makeup in bright daylight or a bright light. Don't think, oh, I'll do it in the bathroom and there's overhead lighting, down lighting. Put your makeup mirror by a window because if your makeup looks great in that daylight, it will look great when you walk out on the street. And there's those mirrors that have the light with them, the magnifying oh, mirrors. Yeah, this... um, I got one and it's actually really cool. And they're really reasonable. Yeah. I think some of them in, the, in America, they're like $20, $25. Yeah, they're not expensive. And the same in UK, you can get but them it, now. It makes a huge difference. It's, yeah. it's magnifying so you can see closer and there's the whole, there's the whole uh, light, light around it. Like the it. Uh, daylight yeah. type light around it. Which is really good. So yeah, these are some great tips. Um, which I'm sure our Hopefully audience will helping. enjoy. Look, it's I always think with makeup, we're not reinventing the wheel. It's just taking it back yeah. to basics and things like doing your makeup in a bright light, mm. not overdoing like a lip liner, going with the softer colors. Yeah. Um, and I feel there's a lot that you can do to make yourself look younger in terms of updating your makeup, updating your hair, uh, the, the way you dress, the way you style yourself. Um, and it's not all about plastic surgery because I think there's this misconception that everyone needs plastic surgery out there to look younger, but there's other things that can age you. And going into plastic surgery, I mean, that's a big subject oh with, a, with a housewife. I mean, it's kind of interesting. There's, there's some of those housewives that they look very different every year. Very, very different. Well, th this, this goes, and you know, from, I don't know whether it be the London scene, America scene as well, people tend to go to one person, they do something great, and then they find out, or they've read that someone else went somewhere else, so they'll try that person. 
and that person will then say, oh, you need a little bit more filler in your cheeks. Then they'll go to the next person. What about doing something in your chin? So then they'll do their chin. And then before you know it, three or four years, they've possibly been maybe to six or eight different people. Are you are you serious? I mean, this is honestly, for real. yeah, yeah. But and like, courses, what, what they, they they wouldn't know what the previous person has done or but that's injected, it. That, that, and that's, that's that can be dangerous, right? Well, that that's the thing of it. So, you know, I've seen I've seen women that have gone to one person. They've done their cheekbones. They've maybe had their jaws squared a little bit more. Maybe a bit of filler in their chin. And then the next person they've gone to has said, I think we could maybe do your lips a bit. So then they do their lips and then maybe they do their tear troughs. So what started out for them to just look a fresher, more updated version, then they're starting to morph into something else or someone else. Crazy. Um, so and they end up looking not even younger. They just look unreal. I think there's yeah. a lot of that now. There I, I look. Of that. I'll be honest. Not just for housewives. I mean, housewives because we we watch the shows and and you can see this and you can see those women with in, in a close-up situation. Um, but yeah, it does happen a lot. Look, I'll tell you. I, I'm not going to say what show it was on, but there was once a green screen, and it wasn't in a in a so long ago. And the green screen are like the green uh, the confessional interviews. Is that what it's called? So, yeah, like screen. it's a green screen. So yeah. I don't know. I suppose most of the people listening will understand it from like a confessional interview. And the person who had got there was on screen and I would just arrived with my client for whatever it was we were doing. And I looked at the screen and I said to one of the producers, what has that woman done to her face? She must have done gone a few days before. And when you have Botox or if you have fillers, some people will bruise more than others. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether the filler had, had kind of clumped in what, these two or three areas, but as soon as I pointed it out, I know the producers went in and said to the other makeup artists, you need to cover it up. So they paused filming. She looked very different. Hmm. Um, anyway, it's coming to a screen near you and you'll probably be able to see it soon. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there craziness. You go. So you've seen it all, and especially as a makeup artist, when you're so close to someone's face, and I'm not talking about your client, but you, mm -hmm. you've you've done makeup for a lot of people, um, you can feel what's going on, right? You and and then oh, last time I didn't feel that, but now I'm feeling it. <laughs> you can always feel the filler when if you you can always feel the filler in the lips, under the eyes, and it's again you can't be invasive and and ask, did you get filler? Some people will tell you, <laughs> some people will make out. I know one person that said it's from, oh, I get it from my father. It's from my father, he's got hmm. blah, blah, blah. N no, it's not. It's because you've been to that nurse down the road and she put some filler in your lips. <laughs> but if you want me to believe that it was from your dad or from your mother's father, you go ahead, honey. Just, just send me, send me my money. You can tell me that the uh, Care Bears did it for you or the uh, Flower Fairies did it. I don't mind. That is crazy. So, look, as a makeup artist, um, what was the craziest situation that you have ever faced? Um, so, let's say you've gone to do a client's makeup, um, reality star or not, it, it doesn't even matter. Have you encountered a crazy situation? You were at someone's home and something crazy happened and you were involved I'd say or this anything? The crazy, two crazy situations, when I say crazy, one crazy situation that always happens when you're on set, if it's like a video, and when I say a video, like maybe a music video or something, and the shoot could start at 6 a.m. and you've got until 6 p.m. and you may have six makeup changes throughout the day. Hmm. 
because that person, it's, it's always, I mean, and when I say that's not so crazy, but that's a challenge in itself for a makeup artist to go from one look to another. Mm. And, and obviously you need to take it completely off to start again. Once you see that music video, or whatever it be, or a TV advert, no one's gonna be thinking, oh wow, she did six makeup changes. We just think and sit and watch it as mm. though it was all done on the same day. The one thing that I'd say is the craziest, and this goes for reality stars, music stars, is once you've done their makeup and everything's glowing, and you've done the best that you can, you turned up on time, the everyone's happy with the makeup, and the celebrity or whoever at reality star decides they're gonna have like a personal breakdown of they don't know the script, they don't like the song, they don't like something, they hate their outfit. So what do they do? They cry. So all of your work. Oh my God. So oh. that's always the craziest. Crazy. Um, I used to work in England for like a five girl, uh, girl band. Uh -huh. It wasn't the Spice Girls, it was another one called the Saturdays. And I'll be honest, I guarantee on set, you know, tensions are high, you've got to deliver on set, you've got to learn your words, you've got to know it. You could do their makeup and one's not feeling great about herself that day or she's had a little bit of anxiety about something, whatever it be, she broke up with her boyfriend, something. She'd be blarting in the toilets. And of course, there's four of the girls that are ready and waiting and she, you know, tears are running and it's like, you can't, you have to redo them. It's not oh like... Oh my God, yeah, because the makeup's melting. They're probably rubbing their eyes. The, yeah. the, the eye makeup's gone. And, when, and it's just like you have to do it from scratch. And when you're Crazy. having like a mini breakdown yourself, you don't think, oh my God, my eyeliner's running. <laughs> you, you're in the moment of, <laughs> oh my God, my boyfriend and I can't believe that. It's not, oh my God, this makeup artist has just spent an hour and a half gluing, I don't know, Swarovski crystals along an eyeline. <laughs> they don't care at that point. So that for me is... Definitely the always the craziest. Now, there's times that the relationship between a makeup artist and their client is very close to the point that the client feels very comfortable mm -hmm. um, about asking the makeup artist to do different things, um, like book travel or um, yeah. call up and make um, table reservations somewhere. Sure. Um, have you ever been in a situation that you became so close with the client that they've started asking you to do other things outside makeup? And how did you deal with it? So Dorinda is a control freak, which is a good thing. She likes to do everything herself. She's very organized. Um, I've worked for, I, I would say the one that I came closest to doing kind of PA stuff for was Caroline Stanbury. The only way I could describe it, she was the puppet and I was like the puppeteer. So she would be asleep in bed. I'd have to run her bath. I'd have to book table reservations if we're in LA. She would really be like a toddler that I'd be dragging around. But because I'm normally so on it with those kind of things, she knows that the car will be there. I'd know. I'd make sure the driver would know this TV studio we're going to. And to be honest, with that type of situation, it's easier for me to just do it rather than get in the car and see her have a, like a meltdown because she's forgot the email or she can't find it. So I'd always get her PA at the beginning of the trip to send me the whole schedule, everyone's contact names, what 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 reservations were made. So Caroline definitely, um, she's always had help as well. And when I say she's had help, she's kind of grown up with like white glove service. So she's not used to doing everything for herself. What's your sign? Because you sound very diplomatic about things. Pisces. Oh, you're what Pisces? What star sign are you? I'm a Taurus. 
Oh, you're Taurus. I'm a Taurus. So my mom's Taurus, so it's like they're fairly stubborn, like bull in a china shop. Thank um, you for that. Yeah. Did you know that, Maria? <laughs> I, I know, but I'm, I'm very chilled as well. I have my ascendant is, um, is What's your um, sign, la, yeah? um, Libra. Oh, Libra. So I'm, so I'm quite balanced like that. I don't know what my rising is. But uh, yeah, you, um, so you're Pisces, so that's mm. why you're, you're very diplomatic about everything Well, I you just do. think, you yeah. know what, when you're working for any like celebrity, whoever it be, there's already enough kind of chaos and mm. you, you need to be the calming kind of yeah. person. I kind of agree with you that if you're there and you support the client and potentially not on the day to day that you go and see them for an hour, then you leave. But if you're on a trip with them and you can be on a, of assistance, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing no. to say, I'm here to help. You know, we've done the makeup. I can help out in whatever way I want. I think that's uh, the right thing to well, do. Well, I am a control uh, freak yeah. as well, and it's hard. Yeah. And this is why I didn't suit working on fashion like shoots as in it's very you know the Vogue very, very different. because when you're on that type of shoot you know you've got the photographer the the makeup the hair the stylist I can't bear being on a shoot say take Dorinda for example if we we're on a shoot I'll get on the floor I'll be fake tanning her legs or I'll be putting some you know shimmer on I'll be put, I'll get on the floor to put, help her put her shoes on I'll be zipping her into her dress I really don't care once I'm there I'm like all in like mm. if you need me to pack up your kit some people aren't like that. I just think that maybe comes from like training in the past that mm. I'm there anyway. So I might as well just do it. And sometimes it's just easier. Mm. Have you ever walked out of a job and left a client and said, I'm done? I've never walked out of a job, but there's definitely been, I can think of two clients who I wouldn't go back to and mm. I didn't go back to. But you finished that job and then I, you said- Oh, I, I definitely done. finished it yeah. because I don't think I just couldn't do that to it's someone. It's not your I, personality. To no, be no, doing no. Those I wouldn't. You know, I've been I've been at someone's and they've they've given me their products to use, which is fine. I I didn't really like them, and then the next minute they're moaning because they don't like that product that's on their face, and I'm like, well, you gave it me, and hmm. yeah, there's definitely two people I can think of. There was one girl I did something for, and the management team had said to me she they knew she was a nightmare and they said to me we know that you won't kind of stand for it and i saw her going into the bathroom with her makeup bag and she went i'm just going to the bathroom and i shouted at her and i said don't you dare touch any of that makeup on your face give me your makeup bag so i went and snatched her makeup bag out of her hand uh and then she was like no 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 i won't i won't i said well that's good why are you taking your makeup bag then and so I did that, but yeah, with that one girl, I didn't go back again. Um, she actually sat there the second time I did her, and actually she shot herself in the foot because she sat there and she said, who's the worst client you've ever done? And I looked at her face and thought, you. And I didn't say but it didn't to say her. That. I didn't you say it to her, no, it. and I wouldn't have done. But your look must have given it away. I said, oh, I don't know, I really can't think. But it's I looked, at, but that was, as soon as she asked that question, I thought, you are and I thought I'm never doing you again and I never did and the other the other person who was also a bit of a nightmare and someone else there's three people one person I chose just not to go back and luckily she didn't really call me again because I think she knew and there was two others they they rang me a few times afterwards and I just said oh I'm busy I'm busy I'm busy and in the end they got the kind of they message, the message. Mm. because there was no point in me saying it didn't work out, I didn't like you, because then you're really stooping mm. to a, a level that's, it's just easy to say, oh, I'm not available then. And by the third time, they're not calling you again. It's a bit like, 
asking someone to go out on a date. You ask them once. Mm. If they say no, you ask them twice. They say no three times. They don't want to go on a date with you. Yeah, just just accept it. Accept, accept it. it and move on to, a, to another makeup exactly. artist. Exactly. And, to a and they will. Team. There's plenty of us mm. out there. There's plenty of work <laughs> to go around for everyone. So you'll find someone else to cope with your dramas and your, your ways. Exactly. <laughs> Shall we talk a little bit about your projects now? You can, and I know can. you've um, uh, you worked on a couple of projects. Tell us about them. So when I when I finished Ladies of London, I started a product line on um, HSN, which mm. is like QVC in America. It's yeah. huge platform. And I think when anyone goes onto a QVC or HSN, you automatically think overnight. I don't know if you have your products on we've, either of them. Yeah, it, we've we've worked in the past uh, with QVC, and yeah. uh, you know, we, you you learn a lot. And, you do. Uh, yeah, but I'd, I'd love to hear your experience. They're, they're, they're on great. That. They're yeah. great business models. But with anything now, and I think this, and this is for anyone that's listening, just to suddenly bring out a mascara or something. And suddenly think overnight, even if you have, I know a brand recently that, you know, got uh, over six, seven hundred thousand people following them doing products. It's not an instant hit overnight just because you've done them now. Mm. I think the market now, as well as makeup artists and hair people, there's a lot more of us now. Um, there's a lot of self-taught people. There's so many people. This, as we go on to Instagram, think about all the adverts that pop up. Everyone that's posting something, advertising, drink this shake, it will make your stomach flat. Open this box of products, look at this. It, it's so oversaturated mm -hmm. now that I think we've become a little bit immune to it. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know if we look at them now as much as we did. And I don't think to suddenly just, I thought going on, I'll be honest, I thought going on to HSN suddenly overnight would make me a millionaire. Well, it didn't because you really, you really have to have a long-term plan mm. and you really do need that investment behind you. You need that investment. You need that the marketing tools. You need to be in with the right beauty directors who will push you forward, the right, uh, great PR. It's a whole thing now. You need to be doing kits exactly, every, you, every season. You need the, the best spot you, uh, and you need to be there all the time. It's, I think there's a misconception that you go on QVC and you're an instant millionaire. No. 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 You know, it's, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. It's a business, you know, to get to that point. You need to grow for even five years. Totally. It's not something that happens overnight. So um, it's kind of interesting that you've experienced that because I think people talk and say, oh, you know, put your products on QVC or HSN and you're going to be selling millions. And it's just not and the I, case. What I try and do with most things, even the negative, turn it into a positive. So. Yes, the negative of that. Did it turn did it turn into the huge success? No, but what it did was it took me down a path of mm. learning with the company who I'm now employed by as well as a consultant is to make product. And what that is mm. done, rather than I don't have an ego, I, I, I didn't even want particularly my name on my products, but when it's your own, you're always, oh, it's people know you, put your name on it. But what it's led me to now, it's led me down another path to make beauty products, accessories, mm. color lines, for companies that don't have them. So if it's a, a, a beauty label that don't have accessories, then I'm really with the company who I work for, mm. delving into their DNA of that company, why they started, what their audience, who's their customer, what has worked for them in the past accessory wise, what hasn't. So it's taught me that. So I, I have as much excitement to do that for other brands and to help build them 
as what I did my own and and I'm loving doing mm. that. So it, it's basically like private label, companies come to us that are already already out there. Mm. Companies you know already. So the company I'm working for is Verge Creative. Um, and they're, they're amazing. They We uh, specialize in anything from cosmetic bags to GWP. So if you mm. went to Harrods or, or Bergdorf's or somewhere and you spend $100, you get a choice of a tote or whatever it be um, seasonally and they change. We do private label for color. That's a huge area that people are interested mm. in now. Um, it's kind of, um, it, it's a great lesson to sort of, you know, give to everyone listening that it you went through a stage that um, started the adventure where you learned from, but it wasn't what you ended up doing. And it's everything that we do in life. And that, that kind of relates back to the overnight success title of the podcast, which there's nothing like an overnight success. We need to be saying yes to opportunities and get ourselves into, and that can lead to something else. And that's why I always say yeah. to people with exactly what you've just said, Maria, say yes to everything. If you're an aspiring makeup artist, say yes to assisting that person, clean their kit, do it. Everything you get asked to do, whether it's a photo shoot, whether it's to work for a client, maybe a client you love, a client you don't, everything's like a learning curve. So in that experience, you know, that model wasn't great for me, but it's taken me down this amazing yeah. route now where I'm creating product for huge brands that have hmm. hundreds of stores and they're asking me what shapes work, what cosmetic bags work? Well, I know because I've worked with them and they've been in and out of my kit for the last 12 years. Mm. So if I don't know, who does know? So no, that's like a really mm. exciting part, but exactly like you said, everything that you kind of fail or doesn't work out the way you wanted it to, you learn from it and like flip it on its head 100%. and turn it into a positive. Yeah, I don't 100%. want to sound like some like happy clappy, you know, positive Pamela that's just come mm. back from a retreat or something <laughs> or some uh, talk. But yeah, I really believe that, you know, mm. every single, you know, if you're if you're assisting, if you're out there and you're doing makeup, if you're assisting someone that's very harsh, like think about everything that you're learning from them, mm. from from being on set with them. If you're stood there holding brushes, use it, watch every single thing they're doing, copy what they're doing. It's, yeah. yeah, which is always, always say yes to opportunities. And we actually have a whole episode on how saying yes can lead you to success. Uh, but to wrap this up, I'd love to hear your advice for any budding makeup artists out there who want to make it into the celebrity world. Right. What does it take to get into the celebrity makeup artistry? Look, beauty sells beauty. Make sure you're always turned out well. Make sure your clothes are clean. Make sure your brushes are clean. Make sure your kit's tidy. No one wants anyone doing anything for them. Beauty sells beauty. If you know you've got to get up an hour early to make yourself look brighter, fresher, to turn up to that job, be respectful. If you're going to do makeup at someone's house, always offer to take your shoes off. Don't ask too many questions. Don't be invasive. There's always that thing, it's like a child, speak to when you're spoken to, um, ask lots of questions, say yes to every job, write letters to any makeup artist you see out there that you think you could learn from. If you're in the town, I don't know, on the outskirts of somewhere or there doesn't seem like there's TV studios or you don't feel like there's celebrities, Google photography places. There's always someone out there, local photographers that need wedding makeup, all those things, you'll learn something. Say yes to everything. Always be respectful 
And yeah, I think that that's yeah, mainly that, it. Yeah, that was a lot. That was more than three. That was oh, about was uh, that was 55. about ten. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So well, look, that was. I hope I've helped someone so, out there. It, it was amazing. I think a lot of um, young makeup artists will be. Very oh, one much last inspired. one as oh, well. Yeah, I remembered. One, okay, I knew there was one. one. Yeah. Always be discreet. Hmm. If someone tells you something, don't tell anyone. Because when we do, do makeup and hair, it's like going to the hairdressers. They'll tell you about holidays, girlfriends, boyfriends, loves, lives, money. Be discreet because the business is small and people talk. And what you might say to someone can always get back. So that is it. Celebrities and clients, as you know, mm. they always want loyalty. And loyalty comes with that discretion. It's a two-way street. And yeah, I definitely think if you can be discreet mm. and they know that they can trust you, that's another thing. Anyway. That is a very good point. Yeah. And with that in mind, you have been amazing. Luke. I talked way too Th much. I think our listeners will love this podcast. I hope Thank so, you. guys. Thank, Thank you, you so for much having for me. your time. If you like the Overnight Success Podcast, please make sure you tell a friend, subscribe on Apple Podcast, and don't forget to leave us a rating or comment. You can find me, at Mrs. Rodia, on Twitter and Instagram. This is the Overnight Success Podcast. I am Maria Hatzi-Stefanis. See you next week.